You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. And don't forget, Facebook Live comes your way. We do it, folks, uh, at 12 noon and then also 4 o'clock for Facebook Live at the John DePietro Show. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It's attorney Tim Dodd. And, Tim, let's start off with... Um, just the the ramifications a lot of people it's not that often that that you hear about this but the no confidence vote taken by the police union against commissioner perry and mayor alorza yes very interesting development uh with the no vote of no confidence by the providence police um through by and through its union um it's not binding it's not um anything that's enforceable. It's basically a statement of opinion of the rank and file of the police department that they have no confidence in Mayor Lorza, no confidence in the Public Safety Commissioner, uh, Steve Perry. They also um, point their um, uh, no confidence at uh, the City Council President, uh, Matos, um, the reason being is Alorza and Matos were out front before all the facts were in, before the video was released, presu- uh, presuming and concluding without sufficient evidence that there had been racial profiling and um, an investigation against a Providence firefighter simply because he was um, apparently black and um, that led the two police officers to approach guns drawn and um, continue to conduct a search until the um, firefighter, Providence firefighter, made his identity known and made it known clearly and corrected himself because he had first identified himself to be a Providence cop. Very curious. Um, Also, no confidence uh, regarding Steve Perry. I mean, I think if you are a police officer, you look at the the investigation done by Steve Perry, and it looks like he was trying to um, cover both ends of this to give some cover and some justification to the actions of the um, uh, Providence police and some justification as to the actions of the uh, Providence firefighter. I think that um, the police look at Perry's report uh, in that Perry pulled his punch and really didn't um, make specifically um, pointed comments about the conduct of that Providence firefighter. Um, 
I think that if the police union is looking inward, Perry also um, didn't really go hard after the uh, one of the uh, Providence cops who conducted a search of the vehicle, a partial search of the vehicle, after he knew that the guy in the vehicle was a firefighter and not the suspect in the robbery, which had been previously reported. As I think we discussed last time on your air, I see no justification in my mind for that cop doing any search of the vehicle. There was no probable cause to do anything. Um, you know, Perry basically said that that was um, not a violation of policy, but it was, I think his words were that it was insensitive. Well, I think it's more than insensitive. So although the police union um, has indicated no confidence in Perry, uh, Perry kind of gave some cover to the conduct of these two cops, even though one is going to be um, disciplined for not turning on his body camera. Um, so there's a little bit of um, anger all the way around, I mean, uh, between the two unions. But I think that uh, Mayor Alorza and Council President Matos were clearly um, – way over their skis when they come out early and conclude without seeing the evidence that there was some racial profiling um, and discriminatory conduct uh, ex exhibited by those two uh, police officers, which the video showed clearly wasn't the case. It wasn't the case that there was a robbery, John, there was an armed robbery, the vehicle that this firefighter was in fit the description of the vehicle that had been involved in the robbery. The police had probable cause to approach the vehicle. They had probable cause to approach that vehicle with their guns drawn. Um, and despite what the, the videos clearly showed, um, council president and the mayor were out front making an inflammatory conclusion which was not supported by the facts. And neither has really issued anything appropriately corrective, saying I was wrong, I shouldn't have made that conclusion, I jumped to a conclusion, the video shows a completely different set of facts. It's been crickets. Yeah. So I think all of those um, factors resulted in this vote of no confidence. It's simply a, um, they're exhibiting their opinion and their state of mind as to what they feel the, um, um, the legislative branch and the executive branch of the city of Providence, whether they think they're doing a good job and the police unions clearly opining that they don't think that the mayor or the council president or the um, public safety uh, commissioner are doing a good job. Um, I think there's plenty of facts to back up those conclusions that they feel there's no confidence, um, the, the, especially the mayor. I find that really um, troubling his conduct before the video was out and his lack of much of anything after the video came out. You know, Tim, also, and again, folks, uh, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, um, you know, for a couple different things. Number one, it was overwhelming support in favor of this as far as the vote with the police. Number two, uh, you know, this comes after Monday night, very contentious at Providence City Hall. Four and a half, they went, I think they went till 2.30 in the morning, testimony of defund the police. But Tim, since then, when I was on the uh, Zoom PR press release, press conference with Commissioner Perry, I asked a question, does this firefighter own a weapon? And um, because he says, when he was on Channel 12, he said, I said, I know I'm not allowed to have a weapon while I'm on duty. But since then, there have been people that have come out and said, well, the guy does own a weapon. Uh, I, I've also heard that an acquaintance of the female, and we haven't really heard about the investigation, an acquaintance of the female said that she was under the impression that he was both a police officer and a firefighter. So I find the whole thing, I kind of understand <laughs> understand why the police are somewhat frustrated. Like, what kind of investigation was this? Of what? And, you know, it's never really been answered, what was she doing there? Supposedly, he said drop it off food, but the, the police say there was no food in the car. Um, Tim, at the very least, this this just at a time when tensions are high and this is just you know another thing of the police that from what i understand tim dodd this could now you know we could start to see the blue wave start to uh, call sick out you could see a you could see a sick out um clearly the providence police are frustrated because they look at this as a very clear-cut situation where 
their officers acted correctly, that the firefighter acted in a very curious manner. Um, you're right. This vehicle was on a bad street in a bad neighborhood at an odd time of night um, with really no um, logical explanation as to why they were there at that time. You're correct. There's really been very little said about the woman who was in the driver's seat of the car where this firefighter was a passenger. Um, it's a very curious um, chain of facts that find this vehicle in this location with these people in it. Um, and here the the cops aren't being fully, and you know, vindicated and council president and the mayor aren't coming out saying this was a mistake, this was not racial profiling. They're not tamping down the racial conflict, which is the overtone of all of these incidents. Rather, the council is having a nine-hour hearing about defunding the police. So the cops have to be looking into this and saying, what the hell's going on? Mm. They want to defund us. They're not backing us up. They're papering over what... um, was a wrong and premature conclusion. Um, They're not giving any sort of apology, no sort of correction. It's, um, I'm sure if you're a Providence uh, police officer, you've got to be really frustrated with the uh, trajectory of things, both in the investigation of this particular incident and the move towards defunding the police which would just be a genius move. I think Providence would be much better off with no cops, don't you? <laughs> and not only that, just quickly, I, I have also had a confirm. So the firefighter that uh, Pouchy, uh, Pouchy, the Terrell Pouchy that made the accusations on live television, reading off his phone, by the way, um, and I, I don't know why the phone wasn't then confiscated or they asked, you know, why look into his phone during the investigation. He's out on stress leave, supposedly. He's all stressed out from the situation. So the police are under fire. The police, you know, they didn't even know. They had 100 of them over at the Columbus statue the other night, always on uh, guard for another riot. And the, the guy that made the accusations, he's out on injured on duty. They're calling it stress. Folks, coming up, we're going to talk to um, Tim Dodd about the situation with Mike Flynn. Huge development with that. Also, Bill Cosby in the news, Ron Jeremy in the news, uh, Kevin McKenna, famed attorney in Rhode Island, also in the news. That and John Bolton. It's all ahead right here with attorney Tim Dodd. uh, Stay with us right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, aka sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, Healthcare professionals, office professionals, you need workers, you need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust 
for your home. Call them today, 821-7800. What can Winfield Termite and Pest Control do? Well, remove ants, termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on, 821-7800. Now listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be. Or mosquitoes. Not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread, whether it be from a mosquito. This is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren. Protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about protection i trust winfield termite and pest control to protect you your family your property your home and your business winfield termite and pest control call them today 821-7800 821-7800 winfield termite pest control rhode island's most dependable pest control service a family friendly pest control professionals folks you're gonna love these guys you can trust call them today 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays from 11 to 2. Folks, with me is, uh, with us joining us is attorney Tim Dot. Tim, uh, let's talk about Middletown uh, resident, uh, Rhode Island native, General Mike Flynn. Boy, Tim Dot, what a turn of events for General Flynn. Yes, um, the, the result of the D.C. appellate court was somewhat predictable that, um, it, to back up a moment, uh, Mike Flynn had the very good fortune and the very wise decision to dump his first law firm and to hire Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell's been, like, unbelievably fantastic. Um, folks who don't like the president and don't like Mike Flynn um, certainly would not like the job that she's done, but she's been a pit bull. She was very aggressive. She dug and she dug and she uncovered a lot of facts and was able to turn this case completely on its head in favor of uh, Mike Flynn, who she certainly zealously and very um, strategically represented. What happened is, if you'll recall, the... Um, the U.S. Attorney's Office, once they found that a lot of exculpatory evidence, which would have shown Mike Flynn's innocence, had been withheld and hidden by um, the prosecution, and um, materials hadn't been turned over from um, the FBI, the term determination was made that this case should have never been prosecuted in the first place. The government goes in and they tell Judge Sullivan, we're not going to prosecute, we're going to dismiss. And he says, not so fast. He appoints a retired judge to look into this. Um, the, the retired judge is a Trump hater. Uh, the judge, Judge Sullivan, appears to be a Trump hater, and he's doing his level best to stop Mike Flynn's case from being dismissed, and he's aching to sentence Mike Flynn um, because that's his predisposition. Sidney Powell appeals what the judge was doing to the um, Court of Appeals on a very narrow issue called um, a request for the issuance of a writ of mandamus. A writ of mandamus is a proceeding where you say, judge, to the appellate court, the lower court or the sometimes it could be somebody who works in a clerk's office, it could be a mayor, it could be an elected official, it could be an administrative official. Mandamus is a writ to order that person to undertake the function that they're supposed to do. So it's forcing someone to do that which they have not yet willingly done. So the writ of mandamus here was granted, and the appellate court said to Judge Sullivan, we're ordering you to dismiss the case. Enough is enough. Dismiss the case. All you got to do is sign the appropriate document so that this case is dismissed, and that's the end of the story. Writ of Mandamus first came up. It's one of the first significant U.S. Supreme Courses, which was Marbury versus Madison, which was a Writ of Mandamus case where a functionary, some like administrator, refused to um, execute an order which should have been signed, and um, 
that case was brought into the Supreme Court, which um, in part established the Supreme Court's authority to uh, force these types of issues. So now this thing goes back to Judge Sullivan, who should honor the mandamus order from the appellate court and simply dismiss this thing. There's one last gasp which could be undertaken because the appellate court was a two-to-one decision. A request could be made by those resisting the dismissal of this case to appeal this three-judge panel's decision to the full D.C. Circuit Court, which I think is nine judges. That could be done. I don't think it'll be done. I think that this will be the end of the story and that Sullivan will finally fold his tent and do what he should have done months ago. Um, And this three-judge panel um, used some pretty specific language. They found that Judge Sullivan's conduct was irregular. Um, They found that if this judge's uh, conduct was condoned, it could open Pandora's box for judges looking into the decisions of prosecutors on all kinds of cases going forward. And the, the appellate court, John, did reaffirm the proposition that the decision to prosecute or not prosecute is typically left to the executive branch um, or to the sovereign, as we would say here, you know, this case law in Rhode Island, that the decision to prosecute is the decision of the sovereign. Here in Rhode Island, it's either through the Attorney General's Department or through the local town's um, prosecutorial units. It's their decision. It's not the judge's decision. So I believe this is the correct result, and this should very shortly conclude the case. Now, the judge, if Judge Sullivan still resists, I guess then it'd be contempt proceedings brought against him for failing to honor the writ of mandamus, which he has been instructed to act in a certain way from this appellate court. It's a fascinating and very rare move that Sidney Powell utilized um, really smart, really strategic, and obviously successful. Tim, does this open um, the door for potential uh, legal action by General Flynn towards the U.S. government? Yes. Yes, of course it does. I mean, if he feels his civil rights were violated, he would have a hell of a case to bring, largely against the FBI and the first team of prosecutors who um, zealously let this case go as far as it did. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I also think he's got a great case for legal malpractice against his first law firm. I don't know why he picked that law firm. He should have known that that's, the, I can't think of the name of the firm, but that's where Eric Holder works in a senior position. So one would think he would not, being from the Trump team, um, hire a legal counsel that had worked for the um, Eric Holder was the you know Attorney General under the Obama administration. It, it's 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 inexplicable why he would have chose that firm. They did nothing for him, and they talked him into pleading guilty to something that he didn't do. Um, very surprising. Um, he Sidney Powell was a gift from the, the heavens that Mike Flynn finally got her to represent him. She was spectacular. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Now, Tim, the John Bolton book is out. Um, I think it's an inside type thing. I don't think it's going to have any impact on the election. But the judge, as much as the judge did allow the John Bolton book to be published, uh, apparently the judge had some interesting things to say about the Bolton book. It, it, yes, and this, to, to take a step back, when the judge made his decision, um, you know, newspaper outlets, the journal didn't actually say anything either way about it, but you know, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, screaming headline, Trump loses request for uh, restraining order on Bolton book. So they, they typed it up as another loss for Trump in court. Um, you know, Trump lost on DACA, now Trump lost on the Bolton book. Um, but they really didn't talk about what the full context of what the judge in that case said. The judge said this there's been excerpts of this book so widely disseminated um it's been um, given to so many media outlets uh, in advance of its actual publication for sale in bookstores the judge used the expression what well, the horse is out of the barn 
there's no way I can pull all of this back and keep what's in this book from getting out into the general purview. So I can't give a restraining order because I can't restore the status quo because this book and excerpts from the book are already out there in the world. So I can't stop it. That's why he didn't grant any sort of injunctive relief. But the judge went on to really warn and sort of chide John Bolton, um, saying, you know, Mr. Bolton, you've, you've uh, entered into a significant gamble here. You've gambled that um, what you've published will not be violative of national security laws in the, in the United States. And if you have violated those national security um, laws, if you've, if you've divulged national security secrets and information, you could be prosecuted criminally, and you could also be sued civilly. And gee, you know that two, $2 million advance that you received and the profits that you're expecting from this book? In the appropriate civil litigation, you could lose all or part of all of this financial money that you're currently uh, reaping. You could lose it again. Um, the judge raised the real serious specter that Bolton has violated national security. And he, the judge said, you may have exposed your country to harm. So all of that has to do with this book being published apparently before the, the normal vetting from the appropriate U.S. Um, national security and intelligence agencies had looked through the book to make sure that what is in there is not a um, publishing um, national secrets and security issues. Uh, Bolton jumped the gun to get this book out there. Um, I think you're right, John. As a book, I mean, Bolton is a, a prickly guy. Um, he ruffles everyone's feathers. Um, he, he made enemies at the UN. Um, he was um, not first in line for the job of national security advisor. He lobbied for it hard. He's, all, he's known as a serious hawk. He wants to bomb everyone. He's always ready to go to war. Apparently the breaking point, not that it's a legal issue, <laughs> I think a year and a half ago he was urging the president to start bombing Iran. And the president said, no way, I'm not doing it. And that caused the schism between the two, which was never really um, rectified. So if people take the time to read the book, um, you know, he makes some um, accusations about Trump. The biggest being, you know what, sometimes the president's thinking about political calculations when he makes decisions. Isn't that, isn't that startling? That would... <laughs> <laughs> Name someone who hasn't. You know, one thing that right. President Trump um, said about Bolton after he left was he said he never, never met a country he didn't want to invade or bomb or attack. I mean, the and guy... That was, that was his rep before he came in. Yeah. That's why a lot of the people in the Trump universe were urging him not to hire this guy because yeah. he is such a hawk. It is kind of, from what I understand, it's actually kind of comical. When they're in the meeting, they're going around the room, and, you know, person one would say, I think we could try this type of diplomacies person two would say you know well i think maybe these sanctions could be looked at and every time they'd go to bolton he'd say i think we should attack them <laughs> that was always his uh, go-to folks um coming up with attorney tim dodd we are going to talk about you know the bill cosby play is interesting and also uh providence attorney kevin mckenna in the news also lawsuit against the capitol grill and ron jeremy in the news as well it's all ahead right here with attorney tim dodd on the john DePietro show Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. 
Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400-294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 They have a great Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home, the side of your home, on your pavement, on your patio. Maybe it's on the basketball court. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great Facebook page. Jared, the before and after pictures are just incredible. What your home could look like or your garage, your property, with Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash. Now, Jared, he came to our house. Folks, it looks brand new. Get rid of, you know, it just happens. You build up some of that algae and mildew, and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash, especially now we're spending more time outside. You want your house and property to look the best it can. Jared did a fantastic job. My neighbors are saying, my goodness, Juan, look how beautiful your house looks. It looks so clean. My kid said, Daddy, it's like the house got a bath. I said, it did get a bath from Bethel Certified Softwash. Text Jared, free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified softwash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified softwash Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com folks remember for all your tree service well you want to call yankee tree call them today 401-439-6028 yankee tree service yankeetreeservice.com what can they do they do it all tree trimming experts based right in lincoln tree removal since 2006 and also 24 7 emergency service available call yankee tree service today 439 6028 439 6028 whether it's tree removal stump grinding tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028. 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. With me is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's start off with the the Bill Cosby appeal. 
I think it's interesting that, um, you know, they've tried a lot of different things that hasn't worked, but I noticed how his wife is, it's it seemingly to me, they're, they're trying to seize on the moment. And now the, uh, his wife, Camilla Cosby, is saying what's really at the heart of the Me Too movement is that it's racist. So suddenly now, you know, they, they, the Cosby team, they see different things going on and figure maybe we'll try to jump in on that. But what can you tell us about this Bill Cosby appeal? Yes, I mean, his appeal, what has happened is, and every state is different in how they handle appeals, but um, in the state of Pennsylvania, where Cosby was tried and convicted, um, after the trial, he appealed his conviction. And um, the court had the ability, the, the, I guess it's the Supreme Court uh, or the appellate court, if you will, in Pennsylvania could have accepted or rejected his appeal. Um, this happens in a similar manner in Rhode Island when a case is appealed, be it a civil case or a criminal case, uh, the, our Rhode Island Supreme Court can say, yep, there's enough issues here that this should go to full brief. Or the court can say, we're not sure you really got a viable appeal here. Uh, we're going to have you show cause why, why your appeal shouldn't be dismissed. And you've got to sort of make your case as to why there's enough factual uh, disputes, legal disputes, that the case merits going to a full brief. I, I, pers- I believe there's something similar that happens in Pennsylvania where Cosby's team has gotten over the first hurdle. They've shown cause why there are significant appellate issues which deserve a full hearing. The court in Pennsylvania, the appellate court, said, we agree. There's enough here that you're entitled to a full hearing. We're not going to stop you from pursuing your appeal further. The main issues are, and in any appeal, the main issues are, did the judge make a mistake in an evidentiary ruling? either in letting evidence in or keeping evidence out. And did that decision of the judge, either letting evidence in or keeping evidence out, unfairly prejudice the jury? Was the, did the jury hear stuff it shouldn't have heard, or were there things the jury should have heard that the jury didn't hear? That's the essence of any appeal, and it's always looking at what the judge did in his or her rulings. In the Cosby case, the most significant issue is the prosecutors were allowed to uh, put before the jury a transcript of a Bill Cosby deposition that he had given in a previous civil case brought against him for money damages. Um, When Cosby gave that deposition, any attorney in their right mind would have told him to just plead the fifth because of the potential for his testimony to be utilized or for impeachment purposes or for direct evidence down the line. Apparently, apparently, Cosby and or his then legal team had an agreement with the prosecutors in Pennsylvania that if he gave the depot in the civil case, which was a money damage case, that there was a promise that that deposition could not be utilized in any criminal prosecution. Now, the devil is in the details. Was there a written agreement as to what the prosecutors could or could not do with that deposition? Let's assume the prosecutors said, we'll never use your deposition as the basis for bringing charges against you. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they relied upon the complaining witness. Did the prosecutors ever agree that they would not utilize that deposition in an in a civil case, excuse me, in a criminal prosecution as corroborating evidence as to Cosby's course of conduct. It's kind of odd because Cosby had the right to not take the stand. He doesn't have to testify. He's got his privilege against self-incrimination, and the jury is so instructed. When Cosby's civil deposition is now read in before this uh, criminal jury, it's as if he's testifying and he's saying things very harmful to his own case. He's acknowledging that he's drugged women in the past. Um, I think he acknowledged that he used to give women quaaludes. And I'm not laughing because I think it's funny, funny. It's just astonishing that he would have ever admitted such a thing in a civil case. And now 
the prosecutors in the criminal case are using that to shove it down his throat. So it's a foolish thing that he ever did to testify and not plead the fifth. So that's one issue. And the other is the number of corroborating women who were allowed to testify at trial over strong objections from Cosby's team. So did the judge err, commit an error, in allowing all these women to testify to corroborate? Yeah, he treated us the same way. Yep, I went to his apartment. Yep, suddenly I'm passed out. Suddenly I wake up and my clothes are all disheveled. Um, was that an error? So Cosby has two legitimate issues that um, the appellate court in Pennsylvania will have to grapple with. Um, I don't really, I can't really predict how this, those will shake out, um, especially on the deposition. It depends if there was any, any written agreement, what was put on the record, is it just phone calls, is it just an assumption? Um, it seems hard to believe that that deposition testimony would have made it into the criminal trial without a real significant um, evidentiary hearing outside of the presence of the jury before the judge ever determined that that should come in. But that's, that'll be for the appellate court to decide. Tim, uh, Providence or Rhode Island attorney Kevin McKenna, uh, he's run for mayor, he's run for attorney general. I actually had him in studio with me, radio studio. He and Sheila Bentley, the former Sheila Hansi, I think it was right after they got married, uh, and then, like, a week or two weeks after that, he declared bankruptcy. And then I, someone had said to me, they thought, just speculating, that he actually married her just to then, whatever money he had, he then shifted it under her so then they couldn't take the uh, bankruptcy uh, during the bankruptcy proceeding. But what what exactly is the case that he wants to go a jury trial with uh, apparently things have, have gone south between he and uh, Sheila Bentley Cianci? Yes, um... Kevin's run into some problems as of late. Um, he's a very smart man. Um, I had cases with him years ago. He, he was a very shrewd, very smart guy. Um, sometimes, though, smart people can be their own worst enemy. I mean, Kevin's gotten jammed up on a few different issues. Um, and in this particular case... He was insisting that he is entitled to a jury trial for his divorce. You know, the notion of a jury trial in a divorce case is bandied about. I mean, there's jury boxes in the family court courtrooms, which would lend one to think, well, there's a jury box. They must presume there could be a jury trial. And there is something in the uh, Rhode Island Constitution that does provide the right for jury trials. But the Supreme Court shot down Kevin's argument they relied on an old case um, from 1920, I think 28, where the Supreme Court said, no, there's not a right to a jury trial in a divorce case. They went on to say, yeah, the Rhode Island Constitution does provide the right to a jury trial. And the, the right to a jury trial shall remain inviolate. That's what they call it. You can't violate that right problem is they said when the u.s when the rhode island constitution was enacted um jury trial uh, divorce excuse me divorce cases didn't exist so the right to a jury trial was for um, the types of litigation which were available at the time the uh, rhode island constitution was adopted divorces weren't recognized or available at the time the rhode island constitution was adopted so the jury trial right could not attach to divorce trials because there was no such thing at the time of adoption. Uh, the Supreme Court took care of this case in like a half a page decision. Typically, um, Supreme Court decisions go on for pages and pages and pages, but they took care of this one very curtly, very tersely, and very completely. So Kevin lost on that, so now his divorce will proceed in front of a judge sitting without a jury just like every other divorce case. Hmm. Um, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. With us is attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, this was an unusual one. Ron Jeremy, known adult film star. I once debated him on MSNBC on the the, uh, the former Dan Abrams show. But um, this this is uh, th this is an unusual story uh, where suddenly this woman's coming forward, uh, very serious allegations, and now seemingly you know there's some other women that are that are coming forward. Well, John, this is another. I don't want to say just an, it's not only an example of Me Too, it's the latest example of the Me Too world that we're living in. 
Ron Jeremy is, I guess, a well-recognized kind of creepy, uh, unappealing person. Um, his, his claim to fame is he holds the Guinness World Record for the most appearance, appearances having sex on film in, a, in adult films. So I'm sure his mother's very proud. Um, but what he's got on his hands in this case is an allegation that he raped a 25-year-old woman back in 2014. He raped two more women, allegedly, in 2017. He raped, allegedly, another woman in 2019. And again, this is almost like Cosby, and there's a pattern of conduct. This guy's alleged pattern of conduct is he would hang out at a particular bar in Los Angeles where he was a well-known character, and he would chat up women, and you know, they would have drinks, I guess, and then talk and then talk, and ultimately they would wind up in a sexual scenario. The women claimed that he took advantage of them and raped them. His position is um, everything that happened happened willingly, and if they're now complaining, he flippantly says they must have buyer's remorse, which I don't think is going to um, bode well in the, in, in the um, world of public opinion for him to so flippantly dismiss rape charges as these women had buyer's remorse. I think that's a regrettable thing that he said. Um, he's been charged with three counts of forcible rape, two counts of sexual battery, and one count of forced oral copulation. Um, were he to go to trial on all of these counts, he could easily spend the rest of his life in prison. Um, most surprisingly, because he's a well-known guy, I mean, they could tell him to surrender his passport. Um, there's ways to control his movements. Um, and on the issue of bail, bail is, uh, are you a flight risk and are you a danger to the community? Perhaps they figure that he's got these predatory habits, that he is a danger to the community, but he is being held in prison in lieu of posting bail. Bail was set at $6.6 million, oh. which seems an extravagant amount of money um, for, for this type of allegation. But there he sits. He has not posted $6.6 million. I'm sure his attorneys will be in court asking for a reduction in the amount of, of surety bail being sought. But these are serious charges, and these are not as old as the Cosby charges. Um, these are all within the last, the, late, the earliest being six years ago, one being um, in July of 2019, not even a year ago. So there's a lot of contemporaneous um, facts, memory, reporting, etc., it's not like did somebody, um, like the Joe Biden situation, did the alleged victim tell anyone 25 years ago about what happened? This is much more contemporaneous and would arguably or predictably be somewhat easier to prove from a fact basis. So Ron Jeremy's got a real problem for himself. Hmm. He's also been for years, um, what, what I read in the, in the papers, that for years he's been... Um, a guy that all the female adult film stars complain of because he is taking taking advantage of them sexually, separate and apart from whatever they're doing on camera, that he is a sexual predator with them as well. And I guess he's been blackballed and um, excluded and not permitted to go to any of the um, awards, if you want to call them awards, etc., that the adult film industry has. He is not allowed to participate in any of their events because he's apparently a known person to be an abuser and sexual predator of um, women. That remains to be proved or disproved, but I think he's got a real problem. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst. He is Rhode Island uh, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job, and we will talk to you again. It's John DePietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation, but instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes of old movies, instead, clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. 
Call them for a free estimate. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home. Do some spring cleaning. Use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement, from your attic, from your garage. Do some spring cleaning. Use this unique time. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. They'll come to your home. They will drop off a dumpster. You load it up. Tell them whenever it is. Maybe it stays for a week. Maybe it stays for a weekend. Maybe it stays for one day. Call Brothers Disposal today. Free estimate. 401-688-0517. Stop watching Netflix. Do something productive. Finally, clean up your home. Clean out that garage or the attic or the basement. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. Free estimate. 401 401- 688-0517. It's Brothers Disposal, and let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, How about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. 294-2400. A Rhode Island family business since 1986. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by a Kyberry antioxidant. Folks, nothing more important than making sure your body has all the nutrients that it needs to stay nice and healthy. You need a Kyberry. Let me spell it for you. A-C-A-I-B-E-R. R-R-I, a Kyberry. Now, all you do is you buy the bottle. It's delicious. And what is it filled with? Antioxidants, virus-fighting, incredible antivirus, antioxidant properties, tremendous power for your body. Now, you can find them. Check out their website, Akaiberry, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. It is incredible. You're talking about fruit juices that add so much value. It's an antioxidant, which means it gives your body the healthy ingredients that it needs to stay healthy and remain healthy. Now, it's available at Dave's in East Greenwich. You can also get it at Venda Ravioli. Also, it's sold at It's My Health in Cumberland. Find them online, akaiberry.com, or also the main offices, 50 King Street in Johnston. Now, I've been drinking it every day. It is incredible. It gives you energy and, more important, this is an antioxidant, a Kyberry that fights off viruses. A Kyberry, you can call them at 401-497-0740. Look for it at the places I mentioned and also online, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com, a Kyberry. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now. Providence and North of Providence. I want you to try the 99.9 FM. 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it to petro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Right on the top on the left-hand side, you'll see where it says listen live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world, you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show, You just click on radio show, and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show.